dedicating today's podcast to, drumroll, Andrea. She's listening from Chicago. Thank you for being a faithful listener. And thank you for letting me know you listen. God bless you. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. And you're praying with your host, Pamela Staten. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one life and one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may reasonably be happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. 23rd Psalm The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Say it with me. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear what? No evil. For thou art what? With me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my what? (laughs) My head with oil. And my cup does what? Runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the what? House of who? The Lord. How long? Forever. Amen. Okay. We're going to cover a few topics today. I'm going to do it as smoothly as I can. And we're going to start with hope for each day. It says a clean slate, Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. When the slate has been wiped clean, listeners, it is as if nothing at all had ever been written on it. And this is what God does for us when we come to him confessing our sin and trusting Christ as our Savior and Lord. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Note what he promises to do, forgive and cleanse. The slate is wiped clean. Only God can do that. How many times in your life have you wished you could start all over again with a clean slate, with a new life? Well, resolve that right now and allow God to wipe your slate clean by confessing your sins and letting him give you a brand new start. Amen. Let's talk about strengthening our nation one child at a time. Deuteronomy 11 verse 19, teach God's words to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. The strength of a nation lies in the people in the homes of the people. The home today is disintegrating. I think you'll agree. There is concern, deep concern, for what our children are being taught or not being taught. Whether at home or at school or in the media, they are no longer being taught what is right and wrong and these babies are floundering. They don't know which way to turn. Truth. I don't believe that young people today can live clean, pure lives without the help of God. The peer pressure is too great and the temptations they see in movies, on television, or hear in their music are just way too much. Only Christ can protect them. Only Christ can give them the power to say no. In your neighborhood, in your home, in your life. Please prayerfully and carefully teach his truth and his way. All we ask is that you start today. Amen. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. The inability to comprehend fully the mysteries of God's creation does not in any way cast doubt on the Christian faith. On the contrary, it enhances our belief. We do not understand the intricate patterns of the stars in their courses, but we know that he who created them does, and that just as surely as he guides them He is charting a safe course for us. 
the next time you look into the heavens at night, remember the heavens declare the glory of God. You can read Psalm 19. Why are virtues so important? Second Peter chapter 1 says, Add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Love is only one of the virtues that God wants us to have. If we ignore any of the other virtues, such as joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, our life will be completely unbalanced and incomplete. God's will is that we will become more like Christ. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, according to the Apostle Paul, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. So ask God to show you if any of these virtues are missing in your life and then open your heart and mind to Christ's transforming power and love. Amen. Love it. A thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. God is the only source of true happiness because he alone offers those intangibles that we mistakenly believe can be found on earth, which are contentment, security, peace, and hope for the future. None of these can be found in a job. None of them can be found in a human relationship. None of them can be found in money. None of them can be found in power. And none of them can be found in position. They are God's alone to give. You got to pull out the weeds. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Colossians 3, 16. Don't be surprised when old ways of thinking crop up. Don't let them linger. When they come, immediately turn to God and ask him to help you get rid of them just as you would pull weeds out of a garden. Most of all, let the word of God fill you and renew your mind every day. 
when our minds are on Christ, the devil has little room to maneuver. Amen. To have peace with God and to have the peace of God in our hearts is not enough. The dual love for God and others is like the positive and negative poles of a battery. Unless both connections are made, we have no power. A personal faith is normally useless unless it has a social application. If we have peace with God and the peace of God, we will become peacemakers. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. We will not only strive to be at peace with our neighbors, but we will be leading them to discover the source of true peace in Christ. And that peace of Christ in your life will overflow to others. I like that. The peace of Christ in your life will overflow to others. Amen. Let's talk about the blessing of burdens. Isaiah 49 says, The Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his suffering ones. Comfort and prosperity have never enriched the world as much as adversity. Out of pain and problems have come the sweetest songs, the most poignant poems, the most gripping stories, and the most inspiring lives. Our burdens prepare the way for something beautiful once they have passed. I love that. I love that. Embrace everything, listeners. Know that God is with you and that you are growing. Psalm 103:17 says, From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. Most of us are pretty good at worrying, aren't we? When worries come, we find it helpful to counter them with the Bible's promises about God's steadfast love. He loves us, and no matter what happens to us, he never abandons us. And we know this because Jesus Christ demonstrated God's love for us by giving his life for our salvation. This means that nothing we experience ever catches God by surprise or is too big for him to handle. Even when our day seems dark, God never leaves us, nor does he allow anything to come our way that would completely overwhelm us. Please make it a practice to thank God every day 
for the blessings you have. Thank him every day for his love. Worries flee before a spirit of gratitude. Then when problems do come, just commit them in faith to God. And since God takes care of the smallest little birds, we can certainly trust him to take care of us, right? Nothing is too hard. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you. Are there some things that God cannot do? Now this answer is going to surprise you. Yes. There are some things that God can't do. For instance, God cannot tell a lie. God cannot go back on his promises. And neither can God do something evil or have an impure thought. God cannot do anything that is contrary to his basic character. So remember, God is not some vague force of gravity or electricity. He is a person. He is holy and perfect in his character. The Bible's focus is always on what God can do. He's perfect, he's absolutely sovereign, and he's all-powerful. And because of that, nothing is too hard for him. If he could bring Jesus back from the dead, can he also help you overcome whatever situation you're facing? Absolutely. Listeners, Put whatever burden you are carrying into his hands. I did it, Nick, didn't I? And because he loves you, nothing is too hard for him to handle. Hallelujah. Coming back with more prayers. This is feeling good. It always does. It feels so good. First Thessalonians tells us to pray without ceasing. Prayer releases God's power. How many times have you heard someone say, all I can do is pray? Hmm. All I can do is pray. And then you say to a starving man, all I can do is offer you food. Or a sick person, 
all I can do is give you medicine. Or a poor child, all I can do is buy you the toy that you most want for your birthday. Praying unlocks the doors of heaven and releases the power of God. Let's repeat that. Praying unlocks the doors of heaven and releases the power of God. We are to let God know not only our needs, but also the needs of others. So often our prayers focus only on ourselves, right? But God wants to use us and through our prayers, he wants to touch the lives of other people as well. So who else can you pray for today? Amen. If you could know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had completely forgiven you, what reason would you have to keep feeling guilty? Absolutely none. Listeners, we don't have to wonder if we've been forgiven. We don't need to carry around a burden of guilt. If memories from the past return, immediately remind yourself of the truth of 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So thank God for forgiving you freely and fully because that is his sacrifice. That was Christ's sacrifice for you. Ephesians 5, verse 30. For we are members of Christ's body. The only thing that counts as far as our salvation is concerned is our relationship to Jesus Christ. If you have acknowledged your sinfulness and truly trusted God to save you, then nothing can take away your salvation. Nothing. If we are committed to Jesus, God also wants us to become part of a fellowship of believers. Don't worry, we are already listeners. We are. God wants us to grow in our faith and one of the ways we do this is through our fellowship with other believers. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You can memorize that Proverb 27, verse 17. It also says, let us not give up meeting together, but let us encourage one another. Ask God to lead you, and he has, to a body of believers where you can grow spiritually. You can find that in your hometown. 
God will use the preaching of his word and the congregation's worship to encourage and strengthen you. Get involved in activities such as a Bible study, a prayer group, maybe a local service project. God will use them to help you grow your faith. He's using this podcast to help me grow mine and to help you grow yours. And then he's going to help you to help others. Amen. God's way day by day says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 84. God will not lead you into unrealistic thinking. I didn't say the Lord wouldn't challenge you to do what seems impossible to you. I said he wouldn't lead you into something that was unrealistic. The quote-unquote impossible goals that the Lord lays before us are goals that are in keeping with the talents and abilities he has given us. They are things that we cannot achieve apart from the use of our faith. There is a dimension to these goals that is God's realm. Only he can cause all the pieces to fall into place. Only he can cause the seeds of time, effort, and skill associated with the goal to come to full fruition. Let us pray. Close your eyes. Bow your head. This is a meditation to begin the day. Thank you, Amos Marcus. Dear Lord, I thank you for another day. I appreciate your watchful eye, which kept me safe through the night. You did not allow problems to take residence in my mind, nor did you allow intruders to invade my home. And for this, I thank you. Now I ask before I begin this day, please permeate the atmosphere in my spirit, my mind, and my home. Let all these spiritual zones be connected to you. I pray you will download your peace into me to remove any anxiety that may interfere with my focus on the eternal. I give the Holy Spirit complete control and permission to invade my territory. Let my to-do list consist of prayer and meditation throughout the day. Teach me to make my decisions with an appeal for you to be involved in the solution. 
Help me not to stray into independent waters where I can drown from the adversary's attacks. And if I begin to step away from you because I think your answers to my problems make no sense, remind me to lean not unto my own understanding. And I won't, Lord. Father, help me to live this day moment by moment and not to take too many steps at one time to avoid being misguided, overwhelmed, and weary. Be my energy, Lord. Be my strength and my guide. Throughout this day, show me your way. Order my steps and teach me to follow. Let this day be a journey with you. And when I become distraught because I feel I'm standing still again for too long, teach me to whisper the name of Jesus repeatedly and to give you praise. Father, my hope is in you. My life is in your hands. So as I begin this day, I will look to you knowing and rejoicing in the fact that all my help comes from you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Bye for now.